Welcome back inside the secret Gibby headquarters for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. A big episode of the podcast this week. We are only a couple of days out from the big game and or the Super Bowl happening this Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. We had a panel show planned for today. Uh, I was going to be initially, uh, I was initially going to be joined by Steve Bunda, but if you have been following along uh, with the local news going on in Ottawa, unfortunately Bunda has to deal with some stuff uh, with his mom in terms of a a fraudulent company uh, that's taking advantage of a bunch of people. And so Bunda is not available for this show today. I'll leave a link into the GoFundMe for people that want to support that's the official reason for Bunda. The real reason is because he found out that this man was beyond the panel with us. Matthew Reisler returns to the show to talk about the Super Bowl slash the big game. Reisler, how are you doing today, my friend? Just like Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, Bunda and I are mortal enemies. <laughs> That's right. Bunda, of course, is the tribal chief. Yeah. And I am just the lowly Canadian Montrealer with a patchy beard Sami Zayn. that's right that's right and bunda just doesn't like me <laughs> yeah Which it's isn't uh, true bunda's it's, the best oh bunda's fantastic no he's uh he's a tremendous dude and obviously wishing the best and and his, his, his mom bonnie as well all the best in getting that uh, situation resolved just uh just uh, it stinks man it, just reading through it and so again i'll have a link to the gofundme uh on the description for this podcast if people want to go and support bunda and read more about the story uh but uh, ctv news ottawa did a, a very good breakdown of it as well um but uh, nonetheless just a, a bad story there but hey uh reisler uh, you're joining me we're going to talk about uh the super bowl we're going to preview it today it's uh a big game uh the term that a lot of people like to use so that the uh, nfl overlords don't break into our houses or apartments or whatever and arrest us uh on the on site um, i believe it is the the big game not uh, right. it is the the big game that's right. The biggest game of all time in America, trademark. <laughs> in 2023. Yeah, so, tra- yeah. Uh, TM. <laughs> exactly. And uh, now we own that. So uh, we will we will uh, look, hunt you down if you use that trademark now. Uh, yeah. Roger Goodell, you're, watch, your, watch your butt. Exactly. Watch, watch it, Roger. We're on to you. Um, Have a mirror behind your head <laughs> to watch your butt because exactly. we're coming for it. We're coming for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um Nonetheless, uh, big, big Super Bowl coming up Sunday. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we went through a bunch of the playoffs, and uh, you can listen back to a bunch of the episodes in each round. You can hear me collapse in real time uh, to uh, Brett Maher uh, missing four field goals. And also uh, the final play uh, from the Dallas Cowboys uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. No, I'm not repeating myself from last year. Uh, that happened again. And it led to uh, Kellen Moore being let go uh, from uh, the Cowboys staff. And Mike McCarthy's now calling the plays. But uh, so uh, to, to say that I'm ecstatic for the upcoming season, uh, maybe uh, overstatement. Um, but uh, we're, we're continuing on. Uh, do I feel good that a divisional rival to the uh, Dallas Cowboys is in the Super Bowl once again, the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, great is that? Oh, just tremendous. You know, I just feel fantastic. Cool. And, you know, especially the Eagles, too. Like I could I could tolerate the Giants. I could even tolerate the commies, the Washington commanders. 
But I was I can... gonna say <laughs> Soviet Russia. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not Jeez. those commies. No. What, what the hell? Don't clip where's that. This, where's this? Where's this going? Don't don't clip that. <laughs> I, uh, do, that do do clip that. No, please don't clip that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I am not a supporter of the commies, uh, the Washington football team, I should say. Um, but worst of all, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're in the Super Bowl this year, and I guess we'll just kind of start there in our Super Bowl preview, just looking at this Eagles squad, um, just so that we can get uh, the, the bad stuff out of the way. They're kind of like uh, Buckley's. They're, they're awful, they're awful, but they're also a fantastic team. You know, they, they are obviously the best team in the NFC uh, after winning the NFC Championship, and I think a lot of people uh, would agree with that statement even before then. And uh, here they are. They're back in the Super Bowl only a couple of years after Doug Peterson and Nick Foles led them to a Super Bowl. And I got to say, Riser, I say this again begrudgingly because, you know, Philadelphia stinks. But uh, in terms of uh, the city and their fans, I'm not afraid to say that. Um, But uh, in terms of the actual team itself, this is a much more skilled team than the Doug Peterson led squad that uh, went and won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady only a couple of years ago. Certainly. I mean, uh, the one thing they have going for them, and it's the most obvious thing, is they have their starting quarterback. They have their number one choice under center. Of course, you remember years ago, it was Nick Foles filling in for Carson Wentz, and they won, and Nick Foles played great filling in for Carson Wentz. But I think a lot of people forget that because of what has happened to Carson Wentz since that, but that season he was playing at an MVP level Yep. and I, he got injured what week six or seven, eight very early on in the season, I think. And sooner at that season, point, actually week, week 15, like week 15, week 16 was when he uh, tore his ACL. I think was like, yeah, it's, it's a blur looking yeah. back that far. I can't even tell you what <laughs> I had for supper 10 minutes ago, <laughs> but he was looked at a member as an MVP candidate yep. and then they lost him and still managed to win. Now here you are, you have an Eagles team with an MVP candidate for a quarterback, a team that is much has a ton more depth than they did back then on both sides of the ball. I think they are in fantastic shape, and uh, I think that, you know, we'll get to our predictions later. I was about to predict the game, but yeah, we're getting whoa. to that later. We can't we can't blow the finish in the first five minutes. No, that's exactly. not that's not good booking. Yeah, so, of keep course. the heat, brother. Keep the heat. Yeah, so let me just play to the crowd a little bit, and I'll just say <laughs> the Eagles are a very, very good team, much better than they were when they won the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, this is uh, this is quite the talented squad. You mentioned with Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate, uh, somebody that uh, definitely have to keep an eye on uh, when it comes to his ability to not only uh, throw the ball, but having the second option to run as well. He's uh, a dual threat uh, under center. And I think one of the big things as well, that's really helped this team go over the top is the acquisition of AJ Brown over the off season. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's funny to kind of look back on it because AJ Brown, of course, former receiver for the Titans, the Jaguars make this pretty insane contract, or at least what was thought of uh, as an insane contract at the time for Christian Kirk, basically resetting the wide receiver uh, market value to the point where the Titans had to trade felt they had to trade away AJ Brown 
And we saw, obviously, this past season how that worked out for them in terms of they try and bring in Traylon Burks. Literally, his comp coming out of college was A.J. Brown. And uh, but un- unfortunately for the Titans, uh, they had that collapse. And uh, lo and behold, the Jaguars, uh, that same team that reset the wide receiver uh, market uh, earlier. Uh, well, they, they made it to the playoffs and had a decent run at that. Um, and so uh, and also obviously a benefit for the Eagles being able to take in A.J. Brown. And he's sort of the X factor on that team, along with Devonta Smith on the other side. And then you look at the running backs that they have there, uh, uh, really a trio of running backs. Obviously, the main back being Miles Sanders, but you still have yourself a Kenneth Gainwell and you have a Boston Scott to sort of uh, hand off the ball as well. So give some different options. And the O-line going in for the Eagles is a little rough, uh, but this should- hurts. Uh, ah, I see what you I see what you did there. See, we're already bringing the A material uh, to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the O line, uh, it's uh, hurting a little bit, not because of Jalen Hurts under center, but uh, but uh, no, it's uh, it, it, that could be something something to kind of keep an eye on for the Eagles um, defensively. Uh, the Eagles have also been able to stack up, and I have to give credit to Howie Roseman because here's a guy who a couple of years ago, I'm doing a Chris Collinsworth here. Here's a guy. Say, are, are, are you about to, am I, am I Al Michaels? Are you about to roll in on a, on a, an office chair? <laughs> Hello. Right. Hey everybody. Um, are you going to reference pro football or what is he pro football f- uh, focus? Yes. What's, this, what's the website he owns? PFF. Yeah. PFF. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He owns that website and he yeah. always references it and never mentions how it's a giant conflict of interest, but <laughs> I don't, don't they have a partnership? I think he, uh, PFF and, uh, NBC. I feel like there's a partnership there. But I, I think so. I, I, I think so. But yeah. it always amuses me when he mentions that and there's never a hint of, oh, yeah, I literally I own, own this, this website. Site. <laughs> yeah. This is me. They, yeah. they do as I say and nothing else. Exactly. It is a tremendous site for the record. I enjoy PFF. I know it gets uh, a lot of heat sometimes because uh, sometimes when they analyze some players, they'll say this player uh, when they do their studies is better than this player. And then you get some people kind of going like, well, no, that's that can't be it because this player can't do blah, blah, blah. Right. But overall, I think in terms of like analyzing the game and analyzing different players and and ranking guys, uh, I, I enjoy PFF, but uh, well, thanks to Pro Football Focus, Pat McAfee has something to brag about for the rest of his life. The punter <laughs> of the decade for the 2010s, that's as right. Decided on by Pro Football Focus. Do you think it's? Do you think McAfee is actually the punter of the decade, or is it because century? Of, uh, the century. Oh wow! So Ray Guy, like not not the punter of the century. It's no, Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. Um, yeah. But do you think he kind of got that award because, uh, you know, he's obviously got that uh, uh, radio show now. He's a he's a much more prominent figure in the media Uh, and not to take anything away. He was a tremendous punter. Uh, I believe was an all pro punter at at one point. Um, Multiple times. But do you think he's like the the punter of the decade because he's just the most recognizable punter uh, in this day and age? Well, I mean, when you look, I, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I mean, I remember being a Colts fan. I remember him very well. He yep. was about as he, he was the he was what you wanted in terms of a punter. I think that, you know, yes, I think uh, if you look at kickers and punters, they don't often get attention. They only get attention when you are Justin Tucker like and you're you have a you're just a you have a robotic leg that you can hit a 
hit a get a field goal from no matter where you are in the field or you get attention when you have a big personality like pat mcafee i think of the gentleman i can't remember his name he was the punter for the raiders years ago oh shane leckler no different guy he was a punter for like one or two years and he was he was just like pat mcafee very brash very cocky talk uh market king there you go yes that's that's the one Usually your punter never gets attention unless they're like Marquette King or Pat McAfee and they are talking trash and having fun. And I remember he would do golf swings for (laughs) after every good punt. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure there is a little bit of biasness in his Pat McAfee's favorable ranking, but he did. He was a pretty damn good punter. Oh, yeah. And when you look at when you when you look at the stats and take out the personality from it, I think the stats show that he was not maybe not the best every year, but he was consistent. And when you're a punter for you, you know, you don't need to have one great year. You need to have if you're going to have a 10 year career, 10 great years or 10 good years. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's just interesting now. We brought that up as like... And actually, you know what? Looking at his Wikipedia page, I just pulled it up. I didn't even realize this. The NFL record, he has it for the highest career net average punt yards, 41.1. There you go. So there you go. It is in his six-year career or eight-year career, set an NFL record. I know he's in the latest round in the Pro Football Hall of Fame to kind of be discussed as a finalist. Um, obviously, I, I don't think he eventually moved on, but I know he's his name ended up in the running somehow. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say somehow. Obviously, he was... Uh, he's, somehow. Uh, I know. That was a bad choice of words on my part. My apologies. Hey! Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, slow down. Hey, I, I'm a big fan of Pat McAfee. I, I, love, I love his radio show. Um, I find it very entertaining. But... Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of looking through now, as you mentioned. First team All-Pro in 2014, a two-time Pro Bowler in 2014-2016. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you mentioned as well, just kind of looking at the net punting yards as well. And so, yeah, he's uh, he, he was certainly somebody, he, he certainly made punting entertaining when he was uh, on the field. You mentioned with the golf swings, and he had that one big tackle uh, that... Uh, on the sideline, that one Denver. Oh, Broncos. I remember. Yeah, that Denver Broncos kick returner there, whose name escapes me. Um, but uh, he took that tackle, and uh, it was kind of funny. The Broncos kick returner was trying to be all like, "Oh, I had this big return," but trying to cover for the fact he just a- got absolutely blown up by a punter, you know. And McAfee's not a small dude. Like McAfee's not like the puny, you know, five, five, 150 pound punter. You know what I mean? He broke the stereotype. Yeah. He looks he, like he, he, he looks like he can be a wide receiver. Yeah. He's, he's six like one. That. He's six yeah. one, 233 pounds. That's a big boy. Big boy. Yeah. Big boy, Pat McAfee. But, uh, nonetheless, uh, we were talking about the Eagles. I want to quickly talk about their defense because, uh, the Eagles defense, you mentioned it earlier, both sides of the ball for the Eagles have been, uh, really good this season and in the case of the the Eagles defense especially that front defensive line got some guys with experience there Brandon Graham uh, returning to a Super Bowl uh, with the Eagles and uh, you look at other players that uh, they were able to acquire. Uh, they acquired that safety from uh, the Saints, uh, giving up a, a draft pick for him. They got uh, a decent secondary as well in Darius Slay. Uh, to me, that's the weakness of this Eagles squad, where the, the weakness is that their secondary is good to to average, 
uh, in some slots. And so I think that'll be an area targeted by the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers to try and establish uh, the passing game early to try and challenge those uh, defensive backs. But overall, you look at this defense, uh, you look at a young Jordan Davis that when healthy, he can really do some damage on the defensive line. Adamican Sue is in rotation there. Robert Quinn also in rotation there and a, a former pro bowler himself. Um, there's a lot of talent on this defense that uh, if the Eagles get things going, could uh, make uh, life miserable for one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, you're forgetting. I, I don't think you mentioned uh, might might've missed it. Hassan Reddick. Oh I yes, mean, of course. That's uh, that might be one of the most important names of the many important names on that side. And, you know, you, you look at the quarterback matchup and I think maybe I think the casual fan and maybe we're guilty of it, too. Even the, the analysts are guilty of it. You always look to the quarterback matchup because those are the two guys that will drive the game. Right. No matter whether you like to admit it or not, it's a quarterback league. Yep. And I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he comes into this game. He still is maybe maybe not dealing with that high ankle sprain that everyone made a huge deal of couple weeks ago although Patrick Mahomes said yeah it wasn't a big deal at all I just played played didn't didn't matter at all (laughs) but still is dealing with that one of the biggest parts of his game is the his ability to run around and create space and get away and run if he needs to but more so more often than not just run around and uh, create time for his receivers usually Travis Kelsey to get open so when you deal with a high ankle sprain that, that I think I don't think I need to explain how that will limit his potential ability to run around. So when you talk about the Eagles and that tenacious defense, that's going to be key, I think, early on, because if you can get a hit or two on him and you, you really lay a hit in on him, I think that could be an opportunity for them to if you take him out of the game early, Mahomes, I mean. I think I think that would be huge. But I think if you're the Eagles, you want to get a pressure on him as quickly and as often as possible and maybe just sit on his ankle for a few minutes. (laughs) Once you tackle him to the ground, he's like, oh, whoops, I tripped. Oh, sorry, Patrick. I didn't mean to fall on your ankle. My bad. I I apologize. Or maybe if you're in Dominican Sioux, just kind of, you know, go back to your your Detroit days. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of Albert Hainsworth, just kind of, you know, a little mule kick whoops (laughs) whoops didn't see you there buddy uh yeah i I was just gonna say are you advocating for bounty gate right now is that what you're trying to do with the eagles and the chiefs yeah if you uh if dominican sue i'll tell you right now if you're listening and i know you probably are please don't get in Um, trouble here if you injure patrick mahomes i will give you a brand new 2009 subaru forester blue Damn. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful wow. car wow. and it will be all yours. It has a, I believe it has, I mean, it has a few hundred thousand kilometers on it, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all, it'll be all yours. If you huh. take out Patrick Mahomes. Huh? Interesting. That's uh sounds similar uh, to a vehicle that I recently uh, acquired. Not the I've same told, brand. I, I've, I've been told it has uh, vanity plates that say not horny on it, but I <laughs> mean, you could take those off. <laughs> no, uh, that is uh, not true. Um, that is absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not true. Um, no, I uh, first of all, not a forester. How dare you, good sir? It's a super, I was a forester. It's an Impreza. Thank you very oh. much. Oh, you're you're rally racing. I That's forgot. right. That's right. I'm a rally racer. That's what I am now. Hey, I, when I when I uh, got the Subaru, I'm sure you're aware of this, but uh, uh, there's a big Subaru following 
you know, if, like of, of drivers. Yeah. I, I, the amount of times I got messages, uh, for those that are not aware, I recently got my first car. Um, and, uh, I purchased a Subaru Impreza from 2009, uh, from a local dealership here. And, uh, and, uh, I, I just told people, Hey, I got the, this, uh, new Subaru and the amount of people that came out of the word work saying, welcome to the Subi gang or the Subi club. Uh, I felt, uh, like all of a sudden I joined a cult, uh, when doobie I, doobie uh, do. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for the blood sacrifice to officially uh, let me in. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the amount. But seriously, the amount of people that reached out was like, "Welcome to the Subi Club, uh, everybody." Subarus are fantastic, and I and and Subarus have a good reputation, you know, with, within the industry. I was super happy with. I, I still very am happy with the Subaru that I got. Uh, but the amount of people that came out of the woodwork to be like, welcome to the club, you know, uh, welcome, welcome to the club. Here's your membership card. Here you go. Uh, it was quite astounding. It's a big community of Subaru owners. Yeah, it's int- always interesting to see which cars have these big groups, right? There's yeah. some there are some people that are just nutty about their <laughs> certain brand of car. Yeah. People love their Subaru, man. Uh, yeah. Are you? Are you, uh, I assume you're a car owner, right? Mazda. Mazda. Oh, Mazda. Mazda three. Too. Oh, Mazda yeah. three. Yeah, Mazdas are good. I, I, uh, when I was, uh, I, my, uh, when I was living in Ottawa, my parents uh, still do drive around a Mazda CX five. So uh, it's a, it's a good. Mazdas are good vehicles, man. They are, they are, they are quality. So how long have you had that Mazda for? Um, that's a 2012 or 13. There you go. I believe it's ja- it's Japanese, and I think the the Japanese cars they are built very very well. Yes, they. I they, believe um, Honda, Toyota, yes. yep. Mazda, and I think there's a few others Japanese built, and they yep. are fantastic cars because they are built as it was explained for the second owner, not the first. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they, that those were a bunch of those models, by the way, that uh, I was told to keep an eye on when I was doing the car search. So uh, you just kind of listed off my uh, my car search history. So uh, as long as we keep it to the car search history that you're looking up, uh, then we're then we're all good. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, but yeah, uh, now now proud owner of a Subaru Impreza. Um, any other uh, quick thoughts uh, on the Eagles? Any th- any other players you wanted to highlight? Uh, any other, uh, whether it be coaches uh, in terms of Sirianni you want to talk about or uh, any anything else with the Eagles you want to bring up? Well, you know, I think it will be interesting with the run game because I, I was going to jump in. Well, you know, you talked about how they do have such an incredible run game. Hertz is the main part of it, but they still have a, a tandem, a trio of great running backs it will be interesting to see how that all goes because i think it's fair to say while the eagles are a great team and have lots of great depth i think it's fair to say they have not really been tested in their two playoff games easy win against the giants not necessarily an easy win against the 49ers but they got lucky in the sense that the 49ers lost their not their starting quarterback, but the quarterback that it, with the hot hand, they lost Brock Purdy almost immediately in that game. And yep. at that point, I mean, it was game over. They yep. really put that. We're on autopilot. Hertz didn't really have to do much. I believe he had like what, 150 total yards yep. or something, I mm-hmm. think. So he didn't really have to do much. 
So this really, barring something crazy happening, barring Patrick Mahomes, you know, fluke hurting himself, this is going to be by far their toughest test. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because you have your layoff now between wins because of the Pro Bowl, because you get the week off. On top of that, they had two easy wins. On top of that, their last game, they, they already had the bye because yep. they had they had the, they were a top seed. And then you go back to the last game of the regular season and Hurts got hurt. So again, they, you know, they weren't playing at full force and they weren't going all out. And also at that point, they had clinched their playoff spot and their top seed. So they had nothing to play for. Yep. So it's been almost a month, over a month of games that either have not meant anything or games that have been co- easy wins. That's tough when you're about to play a team like Kansas City, who has been this is now their third Super Bowl in a handful of years. They've won one. They've lost the other. They are the dynasty right now in the league. They are the best team in the league. They have the best player in the league in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is not too shabby either. That's a really, really tough task. And we'll have to see. How that goes, uh, Zach, you will understand this reference, but not everyone will. So I'll give backstory on it. Our college professor, our news professor in radio college, his name was Dan Polanin, and he hated, 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 hated when you said time will tell. Yes. No, time will oh. not tell you, you. You, It is your job to paint the picture and tell them oh. what time will tell. But I truly believe this is a situation where that phrase, as much as Dan Plain and wherever he is, is rolling over in <laughs> on his lazy boy couch because he's alive and very well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's rolling. Yes. He's rolling over or he's getting like the, the he's breaking out in hives right now or oh. getting a chill down his spine. Yeah, I think this time will tell to see how both of these teams react because for the Eagles, if you come out and on that first drive Hertz is throwing dimes to AJ Brown and the running game is working perfectly. I actually, I saw uh, they beat, uh, they set a record. They beat the 1962 Packers for most rushing TDs, regular season and playoffs. There you go. So if that running game in on the first drive is working great, they go down and score right away. They stop Kansas city on defense and they score again. I mean, that's a perfect start. But if you're Kansas City and they come out and punch the Eagles in the mouth and they score right away, what happens there? Because now after having a month in a bit of games that haven't met much, much or have been easy wins, now you're facing a team in the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, that is not going to be an easy win. They are not going to roll over like the Giants did, and they're not going to be easy like the 49ers were. That's the test. And that will be, I think, the story when the final whistle blows at the end of the fourth quarter and the Gatorade is poured over the winning coach. I think the storyline will be if the Eagles were able to overcome the rest they had or if Kansas City took advantage of the fact that the Eagles have not played a competitive game in a month. I just love you brought up the Dan Pelaine and I have not thought of the time will tell uh, critique that Dan would uh relay to us young aspiring radio broadcasters it was that for for me it was that and also what is the now of the story tell me tell me what's the now of the story like i don't want to hear about the past uh what happened in the past what's happening right now with the story that was drilled and ingrained into me (laughs) coming out of radio college 
I should say too, because I found, I, I couldn't find it in my notes, so I just found it. The ra- the new rushing record for regular season and postseason thirty nine. Ah. The Eagles had thirty nine this year. The previous record was thirty seven by the the sixty two Green Bay Packers, mm. which is insane to me that no team has beat that since sixty two, considering. Yeah. That season was short. That certainly was the season back then. Was not as there were they were not playing as many games as they, we did now. But crazy to me that that record has stood for however many years that is, and only just got broken this year. Yeah, so but running the classic, being, uh, running the classic Vince Lombardi play, uh, the classic running play that Vince Lombardi would do all the time uh, in those old Packers teams. Uh, wait, I know it. I've heard that clip so many damn times in on NFL alley. films. Yeah, what, I forget what it is, but when you say it, I'll know it. But that's yeah. There's a he, seal here, and there's a seal here. Yeah, sweep run play. Yep. Yeah. The classic. Yeah. It, I think that though that the, to the point the to summarize, I think that will be the story. I think the Eagles' running game, at least on one storyline plot point, that running game. If they can get that, if they're able to get that going, and they're able to get that going early. That will be huge. hundred percent. That'll be, that'll be key for the Eagles. And yeah, the, the running game is going to be key. And I think you kind of look at Sirianni as well. Obviously his second year as a head coach for the Eagles. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, will, will the pressure of the, will the spotlight uh, kind of be shining bright on Sirianni to the point where he fumbles on a couple of uh, play calls as a Cowboys fan. I hope for that, but uh, I think Sirianni, you know, you know, no, you no, no, what, not better. Well, you know? Well, remember years ago, Doug Peterson, when they when they won the Super Bowl, that was his second year. Yep, that's true. That is true. Here we are. Yeah. Nick Sirianni, once again, his second year as a coach. And uh, somehow the Eagles love to do this. They they're in the Super Bowl. So if the if if on paper you'd think that the Eagles will have a, a good shot with fate on their side. But who knows? Yeah, we'll get to that. Another tease building heat. Yeah, exactly. We're we're building up. We're getting the crowd into it. We're we're trying to get to the finish. You know, we'll throw in a couple of high spots in there as well just to keep the crowd invested. Um, But uh, we're working our way through this match. Um, Let's go to the other side then. And let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know there's been always a lot to talk about when it comes to the Chiefs. Some of it, a lot of familiar talking points. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, and that's really all you need to know for the offense when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, no Tyreek Hill this year doesn't matter. They've been able to adapt and, uh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, if he wasn't the number one target for Mahomes last year, if you wanted to consider Tyreek Hill the number one target, then obviously this year you'd have to say uh Travis Kelsey is the number one target for uh, for the Chiefs, but they were able to supplement uh, and replace uh, Tyreek Hill using the money they didn't spend on him on a new contract to be able to go out and get a Juju Smith-Schuster and a Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, to kind of fill out that receiver core. They go out in the trade deadline, they get a Kadarius Tony to see if he could get back into a first-round pick form. I will always remember that Kadarius Tony, of course, only had his, had his one only great game uh, for the Giants, and of course, it was against the Dallas Cowboys, where he had over 200 receiving yards that game. And I remember watching that, thinking this guy is going to be a stud receiver. And uh, boy, was I uh, wrong on that! Um, 
but uh, he's still a project that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, took on at the trade deadline. And when healthy, he has been a contributor for the squad. And then also looking on the on the running back side, uh, they have Isaiah Pacheco, who's been coming into his own, a seventh round pick coming out of the draft. Uh, that's been super key for the Chiefs as well. Uh, Pacheco has been somebody that uh, I think has su- su- uh, supplanted uh, uh, Clyde's Edward Hilaire uh, as the number one running back. No matter what happens in the Super Bowl here uh, into the next season, he's been uh, dynamic for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs offense just keeps on rolling through and obviously all eyes will be on Patrick Mahomes to win his second Super Bowl heading into this game. I think it's always interesting and I, I hate when people bring this up because I don't think that it means as much as people like to put stock into it. And it's usually just kind of a lazy talking point. But I think when you're talking about the Super Bowl, this is something that, that matters. It's experience, right? When you talk, when you look at Kansas city, they are littered with players, Mahomes, Kelsey, that have played in Super Bowls, that have won Super Bowls, that know what it's like this whole week, which is different from any other week in that any player will ever experience. You know, from Monday until Sunday, it is nonstop attention. You have media week ongoing as we speak. You have private practices. You are staying in a swanky hotel room surrounded by media and fans nonstop wherever you go and look. You are possibly seeing your face on a poster or you are seeing someone pointing you out and wanting your picture and autograph. It's not something you ever experience. Kansas City has. Most of the Eagles team has not. Specifically, Jalen Hurts, who I believe only a few weeks ago won his first playoff game. Right now you're looking at Mahomes, who's playing in his third Super Bowl. So that experience factor i think will come into play big time in this game especially if you know the kansas city is able to get off quickly and i think that will be highly dependent on one mr mahomes ankle and if travis kelsey is on his game because in his two super bowls it's been i don't want to say polar opposites because in the one he did score a touchdown in the last one against the Bucks, He did not against the 49ers. He did. But other than that touchdown, he was held in check in the game against the Bucks, He went off and went over for, for over 130 yards. But of course, Kansas City got blown out. So it will be interesting to see if they are able the Eagles to their secondary, which has been pretty damn good this year to contain Kelsey, what kind of plan they come out with, because if you are able to take away Kelsey, they do have other threats. Juju Smith, Schuster, notably being the big acquisition that they intended to help get, uh, you know, make the loss of Tyreek Tyre Hill not be so um, harsh, but it's fair to say no offense to anyone not named Travis Kelsey, he is the prime target. He is the number one, two, and three target mm-hmm. for Patrick Mahomes, and everyone else is just the the other option. That if Kelsey isn't open, or if they are just so open that you know Mahomes can't say no to it. Yeah. So if you are able to take Kelsey away, which I think the Eagles have a good shot at being able to do with that great secondary, I think that's something that will be very difficult for Mahomes, but. To counterpoint, to play devil's advocate to myself, you have to imagine Andy Reid is prepared for that, right? Yeah. He's not going into this game thinking, well, you know, Travis Kelsey is my number one. I'm going to force feed it to him every play. He knows what Philly is planning for, just as 
you know, I'm sure Philly is imagining what Kansas City is planning for. But I, I think you, you have to give Andy Reid in terms of the battle of coaches. Andy Reid has a very, very there's a wide gap between him and and Nick Sirianni as it stands currently. So I think that it, when it comes to game planning, it will be interesting to see what Andy Reid has drawn up uh, once the whistle blows and the and the the, the game starts. Yeah, a hundred percent. And in the case of Reid, he's not going into the Super Bowl. Uh, without a Super Bowl win. He's got the win under his belt now. He no longer has that sort of distinction for the longest time he had when he was both the Eagles head coach uh, uh, many years ago and then becoming the Chiefs head coach of a guy who was considered a great head coach, somebody you definitely wanted on your staff but just couldn't win the big one. Now he's able to win the big one and he could potentially have the opportunity here to really create a Super Bowl dynasty here um, when it comes to uh, the Chiefs. And obviously he'll be able to scheme up some big plays um, for this offense, but you mentioned it. Uh, all eyes will be on Patrick Mahomes in terms of how his ankle will hold up. He says he's pretty much 90% if I last checked. Uh, uh, he's pretty much close to 100% uh, as much as, as he can be, and it's been kind of amazing to watch uh, him uh, be able to go through uh, the the playoffs uh, on that on that uh, bum ankle, but uh, you know... I don't think he would say, even if he was zero percent i don't think he would ever say it a hundred percent so i know you 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 look at what a player says and you always take it with a grain of salt because especially this week of all weeks you're not going to say well you know i'm kind of like you know 36 (laughs) percent yeah i'm okay (laughs) i'm doing all right i'm a little bit down now like you know i'm kind of (laughs) dealing with a little bit of you know things personally you know i'm not great yeah no you say i'm great i'm feeling 100 percent. i'm good to go (laughs) yes exactly yeah i'm i'm feeling a 42 percent now i'm a little bit of a 45 percent later on we'll see but uh yeah uh not not that uh, specific when it comes to the percentages obviously but uh, yeah um, but yeah, it, that'll be something to keep an eye out on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, not much talked about on the defense for the Chiefs. Uh, pretty solid defense, I, I'd say. George Karlaftis is a guy that's uh, kind of been blossoming a little bit uh, as, as a player to kind of look out for on the Chiefs defensive line. Frank Clark's still there. Chris Jones still there, obviously. Um, the big thing as well for the defense for the Chiefs is that they've got a bunch of rookies on the secondary side that they're going to have to rely on. And those rookies have been very good, especially in that Bengals game uh, in the AFC Championship. Uh, they, they've been very good. Um, but uh, it's 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 sub, something that will still be, obviously, Super Bowl is a totally different environment. It's going to be interesting to see how those rookies will do for the Chiefs. But this defense is not a bad defense. This is not, this is not a pushover defense that the Eagles will be facing uh, heading into the Super Bowl. It's important to remember, though, you talk about that secondary, and while, yes, Kansas City's defense has been fantastic, one of the best in the league, as have the Eagles, Kansas City allowed the most passing touchdowns with 33. That's four more than I believe it was the Bucks in second with 29. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about now, you, you have that on one side, plus the fact that you've got a, a secondary littered with very talented rookies, but rookies, and they are all going to be obviously playing in their first Super Bowl. So I think that is a matchup. And if you have if you believe that Jalen Hurts shoulder is right shoulder is still a little damaged from being injured in December, it, it, you know, that could pose be an interesting matchup and pose an issue for either side because on one hand you could maybe if you're Kansas City you can be playing on 
the secondary could be playing as if yes. Jalen has it hurts, does have an injured shoulder. He can't throw as far and they're playing a little closer to the line. Well, now you've just given him an opportunity to run around you and just throw it as deep as he can. And there you go. You have a wide open receiver who's going to waltz in for a touchdown or you play it if you're the Eagles and maybe you, you, you hurts his shoulder is a bit more hurt than he's letting on. And he isn't able to throw that far. He doesn't have the ease, has to rely too much on his running ability and throwing short and isn't able to get much going because of that solid secondary. So that, I think, will be for me, that is the most interesting matchup that Kansas City secondary that is littered with rookies and has allowed the most passing touchdowns. But other than that. I say other than that, that's a pretty big deal, but <laughs> they have been solid. All things considered, they have been very solid to, to put it, to put it lightly, despite allowing the most passing touchdowns that versus Jalen hurts, an MVP candidate who comes in with like Mo, maybe not as, as bad as Mahomes with his high ankle sprain that only happened a couple weeks ago, but still for a quarterback that relies on two th- a quarterback relies on their, their legs and their arm and for Hertz, his shoulder right now, it maybe isn't feeling a hundred percent. Maybe it's 99%, but even that, I don't think that's ideal for going into a Super Bowl. So that matchup of Hertz versus the Eagle or the Kansas city secondary, I I'm going to keep an eye on that. I think that is the most interesting matchup of the game. Yeah, 100%. And I'm just looking at the secondary again for the Chiefs. Trent McDuffie, first round pick this past year, defensive back. Joshua Williams, fourth round pick uh, this year, a defensive back as well. Jalen Watson, seventh round pick this year, also a defensive back. A lot of rookies on the secondary for the Chiefs. But again, uh, uh, they've been really... Talented. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're some talented players on their talented rookies, and they have come through when they've needed to most. And so you can... You definitely can't say that they have faltered when it comes to that. Um, and so that's going to be, a, 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 I don't want to say a weakness, but certainly a, a part of the Chiefs defense that I think a lot of teams will be keeping an eye on as well. Um, I should mention as well, you know, Carlos Dunlap as well, the slot linebacker for for uh, uh, the Chiefs as well in there. Um, he's a solid linebacker as well. And so there's some good players on this defense. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, fare against that uh, Eagles offense into the Super Bowl. Before we get to the picks, we're going to save the picks. We're continuing on. We're, we're building the heat here, Mr. Riser. We're just building. We're Build building. It. We're building. Uh, we're not going to make the picks just yet. Instead, I want to make a transition over to prop bets. Oh, yes. Yes, we have to talk about some of these prop bets. I am using the DraftKings prop bets uh, results uh, up on my screen over here. Um, And so it's a nice little list of uh, prop bets that they have up there. Uh, A lot of people, they love to do the prop bets about, uh, we were talking about it off air, uh, just of uh, what color is the Gatorade going to be? What's this? What's that? And so I've got a list here of at least what DraftKings is offering. Again, no sponsorship or anything like that, but uh, just using it for a reference. Unless they want to. Unless they want to. Of course. And then, uh, you know, my my ears and and my email is open. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, let's take a look at some of the prop bets they're offering here. Um, and so uh, we'll start off with the coin toss results. Heads or tails? You got a 50-50 chance 
Uh, I love this one. I love this one because they always mention it and it's always just like before the game even starts, before they even kick the ball, touch the even touch the ball. Yeah. People are already pissed off. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. the guy that the guy that bet tails and put fifty bucks on tails and it was heads, he's out fifty bucks. The game hasn't yeah. even started. He's like, ah, it sucks. <laughs> so that's that's always the best one because he, he, there. I mean, some I'm sure will say that there is skill involved in picking heads or tails that yeah. are betting heads or tails, but it's a crapshoot. Yeah. You pick. It's just what you're feeling that morning. Like you know what, I'm gonna bet heads this morning. There's no there's no skill involved in that. Like there is in some other aspects of betting. Yeah. The heads and tails bet. It's just total fluke, total luck. <laughs> yeah. But. The best part is that immediately the game hasn't even started. Yeah. And people are, are already pissed. Yeah. It sets the tone for the rest of the game uh, for the better. Yes. You know what I mean? It sets the tone. <laughs> it could be have a real good night or a real bad night. Um, and so the coin toss results, the first offensive play from scrimmage. Will it be a pass or will it be a run? That's another prop bet there. That's a good one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Especially on uh, dependent on which team gets uh, the first possession. <laughs> Uh, if I was going to say, if it's the Chiefs, you definitely go past. But if it's the Eagles, you want to go run. So that coin toss results, that could be something you kind of go back to. You know what I mean? Whoever, it, like, if, if, if you've picked the Chiefs to get the heads or something like that and they win, then you then you would absolutely have to then go to the passing option for the first offensive play, one would think. Or maybe your name is Andy Reid and you know what's going to happen and you just say, forget it. I'm just going to, I know it's going to, I know what the first play is going to be. I'm going to bet this. Mm. Although that would be all what we call insider training. <laughs> yes. in, and, and he would be sent to jail. Yes. Yes. Uh, the NFL would suspend him for a year on that. You know, domestic just, violence, domestic violence, four games, betting on the team a whole year. So they would just get like the hook um, uh, uh, <laughs> as he's on the sideline. They, they would just pull him off the field as the game is ongoing. That's right. And to me, that's that's all. Yeah. Eric Biemi, your coach now. Uh, what? Wait, what? Hold yeah. on. I wasn't I was ready for this. I, I was going to be the Colts head coach. I, I want uh, I want a slow motion replay of that, of uh, Andy Reid being hooked. You know what I mean? You, you know how they have the slow motion impact for a tackle. I want to see the slow motion of the impact when the hook just hits Andy Reid. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? The headset starts to fly off. That's yeah. what I want to see. Um, another prop bet here. Team to record the first first down. Will it be Kansas City or will it be Philadelphia? Eagles. Has to be the Eagles. I'm, the I'm Eagles. saying it now. Wow. Also, yeah. we, haven't, we haven't even been making our prop bets here. You've, you've been rattling these off. We haven't oh, even I know. been saying it. Oh. So, first of all, going back to the first one, I'm saying hey, tails. Yeah. I think it tails. I think what was the the next the offensive first offensive play? Yeah, first offensive play from scrimmage. I think that regardless whether it's Eagles or um, Kansas City that gets the ball first, I think it will be a passing play. Yeah, I'm also picking a passing play. Yeah. And then what was the one you just said just now? What was the the uh, which one, team? Third one? Which team will be the first to record a first down? Eagles. Eagles. I like it. I like it. I think I'm also going to pick the Eagles. We're we're on the same wavelength here. We're on the same wavelength. We're, here. we're both winning the same amount of money. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly zero dollars. Yes. Um, but uh, the other prop bet here, length of the national anthem. That's a classic one. Over 95 seconds, under 95 seconds. That's the over under that DraftKings the, is going with. This one, I need to do a little bit of research here. Who is the anthem singer? 
historical anthems like how long is it was it last year how long was it previous years i need to look at similar anthem singers like for yeah. example if, if it's a country singer yeah they sometimes like they don't they don't like to put any frills on it they're yeah. just singing it start to finish but yeah. if it's a pop singer they might put their own flair on it yeah right so there needs this one needs to have some research before yeah. i can give you an answer well well here's the thing i can tell you who the singer is and it'll be chris okay. stapleton that will be uh, okay so yeah. that 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 helps me here because yeah. that's a that's the country singer right now. He is yeah. one of the best the best there is. I'm going to say under. Ooh, I like I'm it. I'm taking the under. I think Chris Stapleton, he's a good American boy. He's yeah. not going to be start put doing any high notes or, you know, trying to show off to the crowd. He doesn't need to do that. He's yeah. a good American boy. He will sing it from start to finish, A to Z, under. There you go. I'm going to go over. They always go over on the anthem. And I, I get your reasoning. Uh, I understand the thought process, of course, as a football podcast. We want the deep analysis for this sort of stuff. But yeah. every year, I always find that they always go at least two minutes. At least two minutes. And so I think this is a very easy over when it comes to the 95 seconds. So I'm picking the over on that one. Um, okay. But uh, your loss. Oh, well, yes, I will. <laughs> I, will I will come in losing exactly zero dollars again. Of course, this is all for entertainment purposes only. But uh, outcome of uh, the first coach's challenge. Will the play stand or will the play be overturned? I am going to say there will not be a coach's challenge. Oh, in this game. wow. That's so I don't that's I don't know. I don't know if that means that that if that will be a push bet, meaning that it's uh, you just get your money back, or I don't know if I'd have to do a separate bet. But I don't think there will be coaches' challenges in this game. Interesting, interesting. How about that? I like it. I like it. I am going to say play overturned as the outcome of the first coaches' challenge, uh, and I think that's going to come from Sirianni. I think Sirianni oh. wants to make a statement. I'll even go that far. That uh, damn Nick Sirianni. I know. He'll do it for Frank Reich. Don't you worry. He's going to win that Super Bowl for Frank Reich. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's already got a Super Bowl technically, right? He was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles team uh, back in 2017, right? So didn't, didn't he win one with Buffalo? Oh, wait. No, uh, sorry. Oh, My bad. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, uh, Absolutely uh, not. Uh. Absolutely yeah, not. Nope, that did happen. Um, next prop bet to look at here. Team to score on the first drive of the game, Kansas City or Philadelphia? I need some clear up. So the, they will score on their first drive or yes. the first drive. Uh, I would, I think it's on, I think it's uh, whoever uh, has the first drive. Uh, so if will they, they will, if that, if that team will score, yeah. I don't think so. I, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, I think that it, the, there'll be no score on the first drive. Yeah, I, I think that you. second drive, you will have the score, the team that gets the ball second. So Kansas city, if my bets are correct, We'll have the ball second. They score. Eagles who get the ball, for, I think, will get the ball first. They won't. Gotcha. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be any touchdown scoring on each of the first drive uh, for this one. Um, first team to 10 points will be Kansas City or Philadelphia. Both teams will not reach 10 points. Wow. Just kidding. Just whoa, kidding. That's crazy. Whoa, I was just going to say, that, whoa. Jesus. I would literally, if, I even, if I bet that, I would literally be throwing my money away. That would be yeah. the stupidest <laughs> bet of all time. But could you imagine, though, like if we come back here this time next week and, yeah, actually the game was finished 9-7. Could you <laughs> yeah. imagine? It was an all-time um, no. great Super Bowl. 
I think the first team to 10 points will be Philadelphia. Ooh. I think yeah. while I just said, I think Kansas City will score first. I think Philly is going to come back with two straight touchdowns on mm. their second and subsequent third drives, and they're going to get to 10 points first. I like it. I'm picking Kansas City to get the first uh, 10 points. That's my pick. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? I didn't like the inflection of your voice there. Just just acknowledging that you're that that's your pick. Uh, yeah, okay. I know, there's a little bit of a passive aggressiveness there. I didn't really, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that tone you had. I mean, I mean it's a terrible bat. Oh, I mean, not, there it is. I was that's, waiting. That's not what I, that's not what I was trying to oh, say. Oh, that's I was just waiting for that to burst through. Unbelievable. Um Total yards of the longest field goal will be over 46 and a half or under 46 and a half. Ooh, that's yeah. an interesting one. It is. If it's Neither. Brett ha- if Brett Maher was in the Super Bowl, it'd be go definitely go the under. But uh Hmm. Neither of their kickers are really known for having uh, you know bombing it with the leg, yeah. uh, so to speak. But you said 46 and a half? Yes. Over under 46 and a half. I think I'll take the over on that. I think the longest field goal, and I'll give you a number. I think the longest field goal will be 48 yards by the Eagles. Ooh, very nice. Jake Elliott with the 48 yard field goal. Yeah. I think I always remember Jake Elliott years ago. I I can't remember how many seasons ago. I want to say it was when he was a rookie. So three or four years ago when he hit that bomb from 60 plus yards to win it. And that was in his first or second game. And he became a cult hero at that point. Yes. So I go. think, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're getting a 48 or 48 yarder from Mr. Elliott. I, I like and it. that will be the longest of the game. Yeah. I'm also going to pick the over on that one. I, I, I think the over is going to happen there. Um, either team will register a safety. Yes or no. Ooh, no. No, no. Sh- no shot. Me There's either. no way. Both, both. Not only are both these offensive lines too good, both these quarterbacks are too intelligent yeah. to allow themselves to give up a safety. There's no. There's not going to be a Dan Orlovsky moment where they're <laughs> running at the, the back of the end zone. That there's no shot. Yeah. And I mean, I would even go as far as to say I don't think either team will be starting on offense within the five or ten, their own five or ten yard line. So yeah. there's. I don't think there's any shot that you will be seeing a safety. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I'm also going to say no safety uh, on this one. Uh, team to score the longest touchdown will it be Kansas City or Philadelphia. I think Kansas City. I think that I think that we're going to see at, at some point in this game, we're, you know, high ankle sprain aside, and maybe this. I think this might be an early something we'll see early in the first quarter. We're going to see Mahomes running around, doing as as you do as Patrick Mahomes does. Someone will get open. He's going to bomb it up and we're going to have, I'm going to say, I'm going to put a number on it. 78 yard touchdown from Ooh. Patrick Mahomes wow. to Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, wow. I In like the first it. quarter, I won't give a time, but I will say it's going <laughs> to happen within the first 10 minutes of the first quarter. Oh, I like it. You're trying to do the, uh, you remember that Mariners call against the Jays, right? Where the guy uh, predicted like, oh, this guy, he's got a 3-1 count. He's going to hit a homer on the second deck left side. He's going to take a fastball, you know, and I think he got like eight of the 10 predictions correct. Like he got the 3-1 count. He got the inning correct. He got the pitch correct, I believed. He got the homer, obviously. And it was just short of the second deck, <laughs> like, like almost nailed it. Uh, Dave Newhouse on the call on that one. Legendary Mariners broadcaster. 
what I'm doing is being stupid because I'm, we're making <laughs> bets here and I'm just adding more on top to make it even more difficult for me to actually get the money. I'm not just saying Kansas City will get the longest touchdown. I'm saying Kansas City will get the longest touchdown, 78 yards, Mahomes to Juju Smith-Schuster, first 10 minutes of the first quarter. I'm just adding on and piling on and making it more unlikely that I will win this bet. Mm, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Just uh, just shooting, shooting, you know, throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. I like that method. Uh, but the more I add, the better, the, the higher the odds are and the more money I'll get if I'm right. So, <laughs> that's right. In a, in a way, I'm intelligent. Of course. But I'm not. That's, <laughs> that's right. I mean, you said it, not me. I didn't want to say anything. But uh, You did agree, so hold I, the phone. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? That's what you get for uh, saying one of my picks was bad. You know what? You know? So uh, take that. That's my uh, retribution. Okay. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's Horn. totally fair. Hornswoggle. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Once again, I am not Hornswoggle, and I do not have not horny on, on my, <laughs> as my vanity plates on my on my new vehicle. Un- unconfirmed, unconfirmed, uh, confirmed, un- un- unconfirmed. No, not unconfirmed. unconfirmed. Absolutely. All right, not. next next prop next prop bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next prop bet here. Uh, uh, yes or no? Zach McGibbon has no not horny as the vanity plates uh, for his new vehicle. No. Uh, well. <laughs> that's wait, not the problem wait a second. oddly specific yeah um <laughs> no uh total successful field goals over under three and a half hmm that's an interesting one i think it will be under yep. i think both these uh you know actually no i'm gonna change it now that i've i've allowed myself to think for an extra second i'm hmm. going to say over Oh, I think okay. both. I was going to say that both these teams' offenses are too high-powered, but as I was about to say that, I realized that both of them are a little banged up, specifically as we've talked about both the quarterbacks. I think what we're going to be seeing, while we will be seeing some high-flying plays, specifically a 78-yard touchdown from Patrick Mahomes to Juju Smith-Schuster within the first 10 minutes of the first quarter, take it to the bank, that's a good bet. Uh <laughs> Uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of drives stalling out once you get past uh, onto the good side of the 50 yard line. So I think we will see a handful of field goals. And I think we're going to see I would take the over on the three and a half. I like it. I like it, but not enough to agree with you. I was going to go under three and a half. I'm assuming extra extra points are not involved in this. Uh, So I (laughs) could you that would really screw me over. But uh, yeah, I uh, I'm picking the under. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick under three and a half uh, for both squads. I think uh, it'll be limited to to. uh, I think it'll just hover around that three three and a half uh, when when it comes to field goals. Uh, Can we do my favorite prop bet? Sure. Oh, I thought. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize. I thought you were you were finishing off. Oh no, there's do, there's, w- there's a bunch more here. I I'm gonna list every single one of them if you want. You might, but I, so you might be mentioning this one. But I want to I want to get to this one because this okay. is my favorite one. Okay. This is the best. This is out of all the prop bets. It's the one that you, you, you they bet every year. And it's my favorite one. Color of the liquid poured on the yes. winning coach. Yes. Orange. Orange is at plus two fifty. Yellow or green at plus three fifty. Clear or water. Mm plus 500 mm. blue plus 500 red or pink at 550 purple at 900 or if you want to go bold Ooh. no gatorade poured is plus 1600 wow and uh, the website i'm on has the history here so since 2001 <laughs> the color of liquid poured on the winning coach five times it's been orange uh-huh. five times it has not happened at all 
Okay. Four times it's been blue, four times clear, three yellow, and one purple. Huh. Purple so that's, one year. Yeah, per, I'm trying to think. Yeah. With um, Baltimore, maybe? That would make sense. That would I, 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 I've never thought about it, but I yeah. wonder if you are uh, if you're, you 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 coordinate the color yeah. with your team's color. So Kansas Kansas City red, and right. um, then Philadelphia would be green. Right. But I've, I don't think I, I don't think they ever have. But I would imagine that one purple that has to be Baltimore. I would think so. I I did see a video of uh, when the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. They poured blue Gatorade, and that fit well for them, obviously. So that would make sense. I would, What's I your would pick here? Oh boy! Uh, or maybe actually, hold on. Maybe we should save the color yes. this prop bet for after predictions because yes. it goes hand in hand. Possibly, I think so. Possibly, it goes hand in hand depending on what you pick. Well, I was just gonna say you did blow up my spot. I was saving that for the end when it came to the ah, prop bets. So, I blew the spot. You just Botch. blew the spot. Unbelievable! You just you just had to go. You got you had to work a crazy spot into the match and try and get something in there, and you botched it. And so now we have to recover. I have to work. Mr. Get your shit in. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Get your shit in. <laughs> have to get work your hold. shit in. Get <laughs> your shit in. <laughs> work in a hole, trying to get the crowd back into it. It's like, all right, settle down, kid. Settle down, kid. We're gonna get ourselves back into it. So now we now we have to don't worry, we're gonna get to it. I I've I it's I've saved it for last. Don't worry. Um where was I? Now you got me all screwed up. How dare you? Um, where was I last? Oh, uh, you're definitely not. You're definitely not a ring general. You're flustered. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm quite lost. I, uh, I'm running around the ring. It's like, I right, just do a move. Just do a move. We'll, we'll be, we'll be back. <laughs> drop kick, drop, drop kick. kick. Yeah. Drop down, then do a drop kick. Come on. Right. Uh. Run the ropes, run the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, go back and forth. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I believe we were at total punts by both teams over six and a half, under six and a half. That has to be an under, right? There's no way. Under, yeah. Can you imagine if this game like, turns into a punt fest or this oh. game turns into turnover after turnover? It's sloppy play. That would just be awful because I think people are going into this game thinking that it's going to be a shootout. Yes. Or at, very, at the very least, better than it's not going to be a low scoring game. You hope yes. you hope the hope is it's going to be close and a high scoring game. So I would be shocked if it's more than six and a half. I, you have to take the under on this. Yeah, I'm also taking I would also take the under on this as well. As a fan, I'm taking the under on this as a better. I'm taking the under as well. <laughs> yes, that's the expert analysis here. Um, here's an interesting one. Total players to attempt a pass. Over under Ooh. two and a half. So you got your quarterbacks, obviously. So that's two right there. But will there be like a trick play where maybe a juju throws the throws the football to uh, Isaiah Pacheco and then that makes it three? You hit the over, or are we just sticking with the Hurts and Mahomes combination? Or even talking about uh, you know an injury, God forbid, and then you have to have a backup go in there. That's also uh, that's also could be a factor in this as well. Interesting. Yeah, I think that if either team is either team is more likely to throw have a, a trick play come in, have the you know quarterback toss it to the running back who then throws it, you know, does the Philly Philly from a year from years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's 
likely the Eagles that will be doing it. I don't think Kansas City, I don't think Andy Reid in his history, he's shown that he's not much for trick plays, although he gets creative with the playbook. I don't think he's shown that he's a big fan of the gadget plays, the trick plays. So I think if we're going to see one, that would make it a third player throwing a pass. I think it would be the fill the Eagles, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to happen. I yeah, think I, you take the under. Yeah. I think it's two. Two. You'll get Mahomes. You'll get Hurts throwing a pass, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the under on this as well at uh, two and a half. Either team to miss an extra point, yes or no. Again, if this was with the Cowboys, I would bang on the yes uh, multiple times. But uh, it's uh, the Eagles or the Chiefs. Yes or no. Either team to miss an extra point. I don't think so. I, I think that the both kickers and you know you, you lots of, kickers get, have been getting a lot of talk in recent weeks because of Brett Maher and their importance to the team. Their whether they are as important as some say they are. I think that you know being a poor kicker, you are always looked down upon. And I think going into this game, I, I think they will help do their best. Keep their head on straight. I don't think they are going to. They are going to be on their best behavior. I don't think there's a chance they miss any kicks, let alone an extra point. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. No, uh, uh, ex- the extra point will not be missed. So no, I will say no to that one. Uh, I don't know if I've heard of this before. So uh, at least this terminology uh, being used for this. Obviously, I've seen this play a thousand times. Um, but will a player score a touchdown and a two-point conversion, also known as an octopus? Yes or no? An octopus? I've yeah. never even, I've, I didn't realize that was the term for that. Me neither. I uh, I guess I I believe that they're talking about the same player scoring the touchdown and the two-point conversion. I guess the octopus because it's eight points, you know, with the eight yeah, okay. or whatever. So. so are we talking same play? Like you score the touchdown and then you score the two pointer on the very next play. Or are we talking yes. touchdown in first quarter, two pointer in the fourth? I'm, I'm assuming it's on the same drive. So I'm assuming it's the same player scoring the touchdown and the two point conversion on the same drive. Okay. Well, I, it's assuming a two-point conversion is is made or attempted, you would that mean I would you would imply that the game is pretty close. Yeah. So I do think this game will be pretty close, and I but I will say I don't think you're going to get an octopus. I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. I think that the likelihood that, for example, you think of a guy like Travis Kelsey, who you imagine would be the target for Kansas City. He scores a touchdown. I can't imagine they're going to say, yeah, you know what? Let's leave him a little open on the two point conversion here, whatever. Let him, you know, do his thing. Yeah. You obviously you would blanket the guy that just scored the touchdown, whether it's Kelsey or whoever it is, Isaiah Pachenko, well, whoever the player is, they're going to blanket him on the next play. So I don't think we're going to see an octopus. I don't think so either. Uh, although I like the terminology now I'm just going to keep on with it. An octopus. Uh, whenever yeah, that's a happens. cool one. Yeah. I never heard that before. This is coming from yeah. DraftKings. So I assume it's an official term. Um, big man touchdown. Any offensive or defensive tackle to score a touchdown in this game? Yes or no? Yeah. And here is the prop bet that I wanted to get to, because this is the one that makes no sense, but I'm doing it because why not? And I just said an actual bet. I'm, I, I, I want to place. This is a legitimate bet. Oh boy. I think Jason Kelsey will be scoring a touchdown oh. and the bet and the bet that I want to place is I think Jason Kelsey will score more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey. Wow. Whoa. That is a huge bet. 
I think it's going to be one nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like Jason will score one, Travis will score none. Yeah. But I, I want to place the bet of and I of Jason will score more than Travis. Wow. One to nothing. I I assume that would be a big. Uh, you would you would win some big cash uh, even if you betting were, all my money on it. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Well, let's not go that far. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's quite the bet there, uh, Mister Reisler. Uh, I just actually, for fun. I just for fun, of course. Um, big man touchdown. I actually think there may be a potential here for a big man touchdown. I think there's a chance mainly on the Eagles side because there's big boys on that defensive line. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting too. Cause you know, Jason Kelsey, I think the reason why this prop bet is a thing is because of him and because of, you know, maybe I, I he's prominent and as, as you point out, they do have some big boys on that offensive line. I wonder if they do a decoy here. Ooh, Jason Kelsey, there he goes off to the right. But oh, hold on a second. Another big man going off to the left. <laughs> and he's the guy that gets the ball. You wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Some trickery. I was I was thinking more with the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball, trying to maybe get a touchdown. But the offensive side oh, is possible. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. of course. If, I, if a lineman picks up, picks a guy off and he yeah. rumbles back. Yeah. I think there's a potential there for that. I really do. I think there's a I think there's a chance on a yes here, um, so uh, for the sake of this, uh, I'll say yes. Uh, okay. I I think uh, it's going to be like a ten yard run back or something like that or whatever. Uh, I think we could see a, a guy like a Fletcher Cox or a or a Jordan Davis uh, bringing one back. I think that would be something to keep an eye on. But uh, it could also lead into this next prop bet here: the shortest touchdown scored over under a yard and a half. I think it will be over. I don't think we're going to see any goal line stands. I don't think we're going to see any situations where they're at the one yard line trying to punch it in with a run. I think I think most of the touchdowns will be 10 yards and beyond. I don't think we're going to see much action in there or 20 yards, I should say, and beyond. I don't think we're going to see much action in the red zone. I disagree. I am going to say under for a yard and a half. I think there will be a goal line thing and it will involve the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, it's the famous uh, QB sneak that uh, the Eagles have been running this past year where they've gotten some support uh, on the way in for Hertz running into the end zone. I'm going to pick the under on this one. I think Hertz will get a running touchdown at the goal line with their unique play to get the touchdown. I'm going to pick the 1.4 yards. <laughs> Could you imagine if it ended up being like 1.7 yards? And uh, that's that's uh, how I not able to win this uh, this bet that I'm not placing any money on. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, the last team to score Kansas City or Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will be the last team to score. I think we're going to be uh, seeing a field goal to, mm. to finish off. Well, wait a second. Whoa. Whoa. What did I just I was, say? I, was just I think the last the last score of the game will be from Philadelphia. Another tease. We're building it back up. Ah, I love the tease. We're there getting we ready. The crowd is back into it. The heat is building up. Here we go. We we got past that Bosch spot earlier. We went down from a five-star match to like a four-and-a-half-star match, but we're still making our way through. Uh, we're going through it. Uh, last play – or sorry, uh, last team to score, I'm going to pick Kansas City. I'm going to pick Kansas City to score. Um Last play of the game to be a kneel down. Yes or no? I think it will be. Mm. Mm. Yes. 
I'm going to pick yes for that as well. Um, total touchdowns over, over under six. Over under six. Yeah. I, f- I think that it would be disappointing if it is the under for sure. Under. I think that for that reason, as a fan, I'm letting my fan take over my in- fan brain, take over my intelligent betting brain that I've never used because I've never made a bet in my life. <laughs> I think that I'm taking the over on six and a half touchdowns. I'm also picking the over on this as well. Will the game go to overtime? Yes or no? No, no, me neither. No, I, I don't think no chance. Uh, only a couple left here. A couple more left here. Uh, total points scored. Will it be odd or will it be even? Will it be odd or even? Yeah. Wow. Now you're making me think of what I think the final score will be. <laughs> so the total combination of the two teams. Correct. The total combination of the two teams, I think, I think it'll be even. I think my, I think my final, my final score prediction, and I will get to who I think will be on the winning side in a minute. It's thirty-four twenty-eight. That equals sixty-two. That, of course, is even. So I think even. There you go. There you go. Uh, I am also going to pick even. Um, MVP. Who will be the Super Bowl MVP? Will it be a quarterback or will it be somebody else? Oh, I was gonna say, are you listing off who ha- who is the are, are the the betting favorites for who the MVP may or may not be? No, it's uh, it's the position. Will it be a quarterback that wins the MVP, or will it be somebody else? I think it will be a quarterback. I think that in any other year, maybe you could see uh, a running back play well. You could see a defensive player. We've seen that in a few times in the past decade or so. A defensive player play great. And win the MVP. I think this year, though, with Mahomes of Hurts, it's on them. And I think one of them will be the MVP. I agree with you. I am going to pick the QB position as well to be the winner of the Super Bowl MVP. And finally, the one you've been waiting for, the color of the Gatorade. Well... If I am allowed to give my prediction right now, I will, because my prediction lines up precisely with who I fit, what color I think the Gatorade will be. I think the Gatorade will be green. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles will come out on top 34, 28 over Kansas city. There you go. There you go. I am picking red because I am picking the Kansas city chiefs to win their game against the Hello. Philadelphia Eagles. And I am picking the chiefs to win their second super bowl on a score of 28 to 24. And I am uh, going to go chiefs second super bowl, uh, in, in, in how many years has it been now? Three years that they've been to the super bowl or at least three, four years. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been three and four, right? Three <laughs> and four. They won in they won in twenty, lost in twenty one to the Bucks. Yeah, didn't go last year. Right. Now they're there this year. That's right. That's right. So that's uh, that is the so there you go. So we have combined the prop bet into our predictions. So you are picking the Eagles again. What is that score that uh, you have? Thirty four uh, to twenty eight for there the Eagles. Go. And I am picking the Chiefs to win twenty eight to twenty four um, to to win that one. And so there you go. I think this is uh, I think that'll do it for our Super Bowl preview. Um, do you want to mention anything about commercials you're keeping an eye on? Because uh, obviously some people would be keeping an eye on those Super Bowl commercials. Uh, well, we and- forgot about the most important part. The thing that people actually watch the game for the halftime show. Oh, of course. Got to talk about Rihanna. Hey. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, people watch the Super Bowl for the some yeah. the nerds like us watch <laughs> for the game, but the yeah. real the real men and women watch it for the halftime show. Yeah, of course. Uh, and the, the prop that I was going to mention was what is the first song that she plays? Ooh. And I'll preface this by saying that I saw a gentleman on TikTok Ooh. who has correct, or at least he says he has correctly predicted the first song in six of the last seven Super Bowls. And essentially, he says it all comes down to what song will be instantly recognizable. So last year, it was what was the last year? The next episode. Yes. Right. That uh, that first beat is instantly recognizable if you're a rap fan of the 90s and early 2000s. So in that scenario, what is the most recognizable Rihanna song? Are you asking me? Yeah. What, what, what to you? What is the, the most recognizable Rihanna song? To me, it's Umbrella. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it would be. A recognizable I think the one. I went with the please don't stop the music or don't stop the music. Oh, that's a good one too. Because that opening that opening section with her singing, that I think that's a perfect way to start. I can picture it now of her coming in some in some theatrical way, whether it's coming up from you know a, a lowered a lowered set where she's comes up through an elevator or she's lowered down. That's a perfect way to intro her because the song isn't too fast, isn't too slow. It gives her it's just the right tempo for her to introduce it, and then you do a little bit of that, a little bit of dancing, mm-hmm. you go right into umbrella. I like it. Okay. Because that's her best song, yes. easily. Interesting. And the other prop and the other prop bet is whether or not she will have guests. Hmm. Because Rihanna, uh, of course, the most notable uh, guest she has is Jay Z. Jay Z is the person that helped make her career. Yep. Drake has been on a few songs. Eminem yep. has been on a few songs with her, notably Monster, a few years ago. Maybe, uh, but actually, I was going to say a few years ago. It's like a decade ago now that song came out. Um, one person that I think could be a dark horse, Kanye West. Oh, because wow, if that not, would be if, something. If not for what has happened with him recently, yes, my pick for first song would have been "All of the Lights." Mm, that's a good. The Kanye and Rihanna good. song yeah. because that has a great song because you're starting about how the light. All the lights in your baby, you're turning them on, everything. The spotlight shines down on Rihanna, the spotlight shines down on Kanye. They go into the song. That would be a great way to start, but I don't think there's any shot that Kanye is appearing. Do you? Do you think there's oh, any shot oh, they oh, bring him out? God, no. I'd be stunned if Kanye comes out there. I would yeah, be there's stunned. No way. Uh, based on the brand integrity of the NFL and the Shield, there's no yeah. way that uh, Kanye's going out there, but I like the thought process. Um, yeah, yeah. I, those those are some good picks. Uh, you know, I I'm just kind of looking through uh, some of the recognizable Rihanna Rihanna songs, and uh, Disturbia is another good one. I, I like uh, that song. I, I I've noticed that I'm go- going off of the same album, the Good Girl Gone Bad album that Rihanna released in like 2007. Yeah, it's that to me is still fantastic. Um, I'm sure a uh, work will somehow get into the rotation as well. Uh, work, 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 right. work, work. Yes. Uh, over and over, over and over and over and over absolutely. again. Absolutely. Um, maybe SNM. Maybe if. Uh, I, I if 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 you want to try and uh, increase the subtlety hammer on that song, I guess because that is do also chains record. and whips 
Yeah, Do chains and whips excite you, Zach? <laughs> I, I didn't say that for the record. I'm just talking about the sod. <laughs> oh, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. me too, me too. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, what is that supposed to mean? Um, what the hell? How did this get here? Um, Pawn to replay, uh, an earlier song of Rihanna's as well. That's uh, her first hit. That's right, an underrated classic. Um, I'm just looking over here. Take a bow. Remember that one? That's a bit of a weaker one, though. Yeah, weaker one. But uh, I'm sure that would get some people uh, uh, get some people fired up. The um, nostalgia factor. Yes, absolutely. Get those uh, people that are like, uh, yeah, exactly. The nostalgia factor. You know, when you play the old bands from the 2000s, like I'm sure if like if somehow like let's just say for whatever reason, Rihanna was like, you know what? I'm going to do an O to the 2000s and the killers were able to come out. You know what I mean? For Hell yeah. Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I think that would get some people fired up. Uh, well, it's like I said earlier, if you're Bon Jovi, you aren't playing the new stuff. You play Living on a Prayer. You play Wanted Dead or Alive. You play Bad Medicine. Yep. You play the good. You play the hits. No play one wants hits. to hear your new crap. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the new one. It's all about the new hits. Or Sorry, all about the old hits, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah. No, there's a, there's a couple of uh, songs that they could... Uh, oh, Shut Up and Drive. I haven't thought about that song forever. Uh, yeah. Something. Again, from the Good Girl Gone Bad album. A good album. There's some good songs in there. Um, yeah, I, I'm just looking through. But I'm going to pick Umbrella to start off with. Uh, I think that would be... Don't a, Stop the Music. That That's also a good one to, to start uh, as well. Um, I feel like Don't Stop the Music. I, I Obviously, as 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 we were tell from my uh, voice, uh, I'm an expert when it comes to pop music. Um, but I feel like don't stop. The music is like something you play in the, in the middle after you fired up the crowd. You know what I mean? You play in the middle. It's like, Oh, we're not stopping here. We're continuing on. The party continues to rock is my thought process on don't stop the music. Well, we will see whose philosophy is correct. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, if it's, if there really is a reason why I'm not allowed to book, uh, Super Bowl halftime shows. Um, but I think there's more reasons than one. <laughs> yes. Uh, a couple, a couple other reasons than that, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure some people will rave about it. And, uh, all I know, Matthew Reisler to kind of bring it full circle for our bits that we've done all year. All I know is that this Super Bowl halftime show will be better than Maroon 5's Super Bowl halftime show. Oh my Maroon God. Maroon 5 stinks. Man, even if Rihanna came out, flipped off the crowd, and, <laughs> and took a shit on the middle of the stage and walked off, that would be better than Maroon 5. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, on that note, uh, anything else you wanted to bring up when it came to the Super Bowl? We made our picks. We went through the prop bets. We went through the Super Bowl halftime show. Talked a little bit about commercials, I think. Uh, any commercials that uh, I haven't seen any commercials that have been released yet because I know some companies like to release their commercials earlier for whatever reason I feel which was weird to me like you bought this the, the ad time you paid seven million dollars I saw for like the 30 second ad and you're just going to release it on YouTube for free beforehand you know like makes no sense to me. But uh, all I know is that I saw this article the other day on Vox. One of, my, one of my favorite websites. No crypto ads mm. this year. Yeah. Good. There was a Scroll. lot of crypto ads last year. Get rid of them. I have no interest in seeing any crypto ads. Get the F off of my TV. Yeah. 
that's all I'm happy about. I did see the one commercial that I'm interested in because I am a big um, movie musical fan. That, that comes from my mom. She liked them as well. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites and one of the best is Grease. Mm. John Travolta Ooh. is apparently in a in a in a commercial for T-Mobile mm. honoring his Grease co-star Olivia Newton-John, who passed away last year. Wow! So that is one I am interested in seeing because John Travolta is one of those celebrities where he's an A-lister, yeah. but you don't see a lot of them. Yeah, he's very selective with his appearances, yeah. public appearances. So the fact that he's popping up to do a T-Mobile ad and honoring his Grease co-star and a movie I love with two people, actors, actors that I love, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I and I believe Rob Gronkowski as well is going to kick a field goal. Uh, yeah, live, yeah, live, live apparently. So that'll be something. Um, so I guess we'll stay tuned for that. Will he make the field goal? Will he not? Imagine all that buildup they did. Uh, for the last couple of months now, it feels like uh, for for Gronk to kick this field goal and it ends up just him squibbing it way outside, you know, like just, well, <laughs> just way outside. They've been, they've been hyping this up since the playoffs started. Yeah, I think every seems like every commercial break in between games has been, "Hello, I am Rob Gronkowski and I'm going to be kicking a field goal during the Super Bowl. Yes. So we'll see. Yeah, here I am with Adam Vinatieri to help me out, you know, it's, uh, it's the way it goes. So that's uh, something uh, to keep an eye on as well. Uh, I just realized as well, uh, as I was just kind of scrolling through on Twitter, apparently the NFL Honor Show is happening tonight. Tonight? Yeah. So who's our MV- who's your MVP pick? Well, it's uh, well, it's starting at 9 p.m., so we'll see. But uh, in terms of my MVP pick, uh, let me just pull up because uh, I know they announced the uh, three finalists here. So uh, let me just see uh, who is up for MVP. Um, I believe that the winner will be Patrick Mahomes. He's my MVP pick. Um, I think Hurts will be close, but I think Mahomes uh, has just been uh, like Mahomes. We 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 generally know that he's going to be a, a, a great player, but I think especially this year he's just shown he's just been consistent. Um, so I'm going to pick Mahomes as the. What MVP was unfortunate to. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, uh, I was going to say one thing that I found unfortunate this year was that for once we're seeing a non-quarterback who was in the conversation in Justin Jefferson, who I think will be offensive player of the year, yes. not MVP. But it was great to finally see a non-quarterback in the discussion. But it was so it sucked that Justin Jefferson, I feel like if he got 2000 receiving yards, if he had more receiving touchdowns, he only had, I think, eight or nine, maybe 10 on the year. If he had more. I think he has a better shot at winning MVP as it is. He's just going to be, well, just, he is going to be offensive player of the year, not MVP. I think it will be Mahomes, but I was so excited to see the potential of a non quarterback win MVP for the first time. in how many years has it been? 10, 15 years. It's been a long time. And I was so excited about it. Just fell just short. And I, I hope, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I hope next year he can come back and he gets that two K yards. He gets 20 touchdown catches and he wins himself at MVP because I would love to see a non quarterback win for once. Yeah. Cause it never happens. Same here. I'm, I'm, I'm in the ballpark, same ballpark as you and Justin Jefferson will win offensive player of the year. I want Micah Parsons to win defensive player of the year, but uh, I think it's going to go to Nick Bosa. Um, offensive rookie of the year. If, uh, if Chris Olave didn't get hurt, I think he's a lock. 
Um, but uh, so for me, it was between Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson. And I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson on this one. Um, defense rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. I think that one was pretty easy. Um, comeback player of the year, I'm picking Geno, Geno Smith. Yeah, that's that's one award I'm most excited for because I, I, I want to see what Geno Smith's speech. Yes. I think that that's a guy that, you know, he came into the league with so much promise when he was drafted by the Jets of like any like every Jets quarterback they draft. He was looked at as if he was going to be the next franchise quarterback. And he didn't become that for many different reasons. Yep. He goes to Seattle and joins a team where they everyone thought they would be garbage. He thought, you know, Russell Wilson would go to the Broncos and. They were uh, the contenders for potentially getting to the conference championship, maybe the Super Bowl. They played horribly. We all know what happened there. Mm -hmm. And Geno Smith plays fantastically. So I love that. I'm so excited to see him because I think it's a, it's a no doubter. He wins comeback player of the year. Yeah. And I just can't wait for his speech because I'm I, I love Geno. I thought he got it. Didn't get a fair shake in New York. So to see him succeed in Seattle, I love it. Agreed. Agreed. And then finally, for uh, coach of the year for me, uh, it was between Kyle Shanahan and Brian Dayball for me. Doug Peterson was also somebody I considered. Um, but I decided to go with Dayball. I thought in terms of the talent that's on that giant squad, what he's been able to do to turn that squad around and get them into a playoff spot and win a playoff game. I know it's supposed to look at the regular season, but... Like I, I, I think Dayball to me is the coach of the year this year. I, I've been very impressed with he and his coaching staff or that giant squad. Um, so that's just kind of my ballot there. I think it's the opposite. I think for coach of the year, I have Kyle Shanahan for you know taking the playoffs out of the question. I think that having to go, you lose your first string quarterback, you lose your second string quarterback, and you're going with Mister Irrelevant, your third string quarterback, and you still end up doing fantastically. He was he, Brock Purdy while he, of course, lost in the playoffs, undefeated in the regular season, and maybe even would have been undefeated still if not for getting injured in the playoffs. You, you're, if you're able to do that with your third string quarterback, a guy that you picked just because you had to, I think that's pretty impressive. I think Kyle Shanahan, uh, I think he's a win to be winning coach of the year. I, I would be shocked if it, it goes to anyone other than him. There you go. Um, yeah, so that's a quick look at the NFL honors as well. We are just going through everything. I love it. I love uh, shows like this, just getting through rapid fire. Um, so that's your Super Bowl picks. That's your prop bet looks uh, for the Super Bowl. We looked at the halftime show and we've even got NFL honors stuff in there as well. Um, anything else you want to add or uh, you want to start to wrap things up? I'm just excited for the Super Bowl. I think that this is going to be one of, if not the best Super Bowls in the recent memory, certainly the best Super Bowl uh, of the past decade and a half, maybe even two decades. I think we're about to see something that we're going to. I think we're going to see a game that we're going to be remembering for a long time. Yeah, I, this should be a fun one. Uh, I, I know I was hearing for some people that uh, it's kind of a boring pick between these two. It's like, oh, it's the two best teams, and especially in the case of the Chiefs. But in terms of the That's skill level, want. it's it's it, it, it's certainly what the NFL wants. And um, I, I think it's, uh, from a skill uh, perspective, I think we'll de definitely see some uh, sparks fly. So I am looking forward to it on that sense. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it should be an interesting game. It should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. I'm always uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl and uh, just uh, seeing uh, what other people are saying. It's uh, obviously the most one of the most viewed games, uh, one of the most viewed television spectacles. Uh, so looking forward to that as well. And of course, we'll have the full recap of the Super Bowl next week. Uh, should be a fun one there. But Riser, I appreciate you coming on uh, and and talking some Super Bowl preview and prop bets and halftime shows and everything in between uh, with you for this uh, episode. Looking forward to the Super Bowl and uh, and talking soon. I always love coming on. I always lo- love talking football and reminding people that Maroon Five does indeed suck. Yes, they suck. They're they're just a, a terrible band. Just a dumpy band. Yeah. Just I love doing the different bits with different guests. You you and I, we have Maroon 5 Sucks. Uh when Daniel Tashro is on, he has a gnome collection. So we talk about oh. his expanding garden gnome collection. Um and and just a, a whole bunch of different bits that we do. But uh nonetheless, that's what makes this uh podcast fun to do. And uh all that to say, uh we're gonna have uh one more episode next week in terms of uh weekly episodes of uh Gibby's football podcast, and then we'll just kind of see where we go from there afterwards. I don't think I'm gonna do a weekly uh coverage of the XFL or the USFL or anything like that. What? Um, I know. But uh, You don't wanna you you don't wanna cover the weekly weekly editions of the better football league? Come on. I know. I, I'm really selling myself short here with the XFL. I'll I'll probably cover I mean the first week is coming up so i might cover like the first week we'll see but in terms of like weekly episodes of this show that will not be happening uh but uh there will still be episodes of the show don't you worry i mean we've got free agency coming up we're gonna have the nfl draft i'm really excited for our draft coverage coming up we've got some really talented guys and and girls who who know their football uh, especially when it comes to college football and so uh, i'm looking forward to that um, and so, uh, I'm looking forward to like mock drafts and, and analyzing different uh, positions. I've been watching film, Mr. Reisler, uh, in my spare time of some of the different prospects. So I'm excited to share my thoughts on some of the big prospects coming into the NFL nice. co- combine. Uh, I don't know where you are at a, as a college football fan or anything like that, but I'm not uh, much of a college football guy. I'm not like you. I think, I think we need to give you the nickname. If you're studying tape, the sheriff <laughs> Peyton Manning's old nickname. So yeah. I think that makes you now Zach, the sheriff Hornswoggle McGibbon. Oh, geez. You know, I liked, I, I, I was liking it. And then you had to throw in that additional name in there. And now I don't like it anymore. Um, oh, uh, sorry, buddy. You can <laughs> deal with it in your Subaru Outback Forester. <laughs> Impreza. It's an Impreza. Uh, well, that doesn't Impreza me much. Oh, boo. I already had to make a bad pun this evening, not on this show, but at a different. I can't have the bad pun be redirected back to me. I can't have that happen. Um, well, I lobbed it up for you. You bad pun it back to me and we're <laughs> yes. breathing. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, here we are. We're at the finish of the match. I think we uh, got the fans invested and uh, we get, we delivered a five-star match. We recovered from that botch earlier and uh, got ourselves back into it. Um, but uh, always fun talking football with you, Riser. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, when it comes to episodes of the show uh, later on, I'll definitely probably have you on for a free agency frenzy episode when, whenever uh, signings are made there, or big trades that are made in the NFL. Um, but uh, it will probably be a bit more sporadic once this uh, once the Super Bowl goes by and 
uh, we'll go from there. But uh, hey, appreciate you uh, coming on the last uh, this this past season and coming on and talking some football with me. It's been a lot of fun. And so uh, if uh, if uh, this is likely the last episode for you for this season, we'll see. Uh, depending on the Super Bowl plans, but uh, if this is, it's been awesome having you on this past season and looking forward to more episodes in the future. Well, Zach, uh, we are both two white meat baby faces. <laughs> and as you do at the end of a white meat baby face match, I'll, I'll, I'll extend my hand to you. You need to be a man. Shake my hand. <laughs> yes, I'll give you a firm handshake. And then I'm going to, you know, as you as again, as you always do after you shake a guy's hand in the middle of the square circle, you raise the guy's hand in the air, you give him a point and then you <laughs> you you powder out and you let the ba- and you let the winner have have his moment in the sun as the, the fireworks of WrestleMania go off and Zach McGibbon is up in the top turnbuckle, That's right. raising his uh well, whatever champion. I was, I was trying to think of a funny ch- the his European championship. <laughs> we were in the main event of WrestleMania fighting for the European title. That's right. That's what we were fighting over. The hardcore championship as well. We could have fought over um, the 24 7 championship. That's um, funny. Could you imagine? The, div- the, the, the Divas Tag Team Lightweight Championship. <laughs> yes. Wasn't there some ridiculous title like that in like yeah. the 60s or 70s? Some Divas Lightweight. Yes. Ch- anyway. Yeah. There was the DDT. Uh, Iron uh, Metal I- Heavyweight. Yes. That one. Yes. As well. That one I know. Uh, um, won by such a, such figures as a table. Rick, <laughs> yes. Rick, Rick Flair's book. Yeah. <laughs> and a chair. And also, I, I won it too, actually. I technically won it too. Is this um, legit? Or are you are you joking? Uh, because uh, members of the Squared Circle Reddit community won the title, and I have oh, registered. Oh, in the Wait, so I'm t- I I have it. Uh, that's me too. We both oh, did. We were congratulations. We are awesome. We are awesome. We're both uh, champions. My favorite one. It was uh, I won't name say his name because he's not a good person, but oh it was a certain mustached wrestler Ooh. whose whose character involves him doing things that would not be acceptable in a real world scenario. And unfortunately, he thought the opposite yes. of that, yes. which is why he is not named. Correct. But when he was Iron Metal Heavyweight Champion, he went to Hollywood. And this was probably the funniest title change. He went to Vince McMahon's star, filmed a video and. <laughs> And he tapped the star a couple of times, said, here's Vince McMahon's uh, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame star. And by tapping it, he tapped out and lost the title. And Vince <laughs> McMahon's Hollywood Walk of Fame star was the Iron Metal Heavyweight Champion. That's right. That's right. And it, was the, and it killed me. That was hilarious. Oh. He, technically, the bell rang and he tapped out. <laughs> yes. And there you go. That's how a piece of stone want a a wrestling championship (laughs) oh it's it's amazing how uh it's amazing how much that belt fast hands it was unbelievable Uh, to the point that we are can technically call ourselves champions of that belt so i'm going Um, to add that to my resume uh, see see where that gets you um, hello, hello, CBC. Uh, I would like this job as a journalist, as a prominent journalist covering politics, because yeah. I am a former one-time Iron Medal Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> uh, Matt, yeah. get the kick rocks. Yeah, <laughs> get oh. out of here. This is the fifth time you've come to our building this week. Please leave. <laughs> We're calling the cops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the, the police are on the way. Yeah, exactly. 
You are under arrest. Yes. Please don't. You have a restraining order out on you right now. Please stop. Um, We've told you to stop calling Peter Mansbridge. You don't. <laughs> he is not your. He does not know you or like you. No, exactly. He specifically said, don't allow Matthew Reisler into this building. Um, he knows my name. <laughs> and you're like, that's just more reason for me to show up. Oh, um, well, he knows who I am. I better come and say hi. <laughs> exactly. We've got a lunch date. Give him, give him a hearty handshake, you know? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Nonetheless, uh, thanks for coming on, my friend. It's always a, f- a blast having you on. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's this will be it should be a fun Super Bowl. And uh, we'll see what happens next week. And uh, and the episodes to come when it comes to Gibby's football podcast. But appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, of course, I'll have that link as well for uh, to help out uh, uh, guest co-host of the show. The past Steve Bunda put in that GoFundMe link in the description as well to help him out. Uh, until then, we'll see everybody post Super Bowl.